Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here. And welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. Ash Playstead with me as always. Ash, how are you today? I'm exceptional today, James. Great to be here. How are you? Good. Very good. Very good. And we've got a, listeners, we've got a great case study to talk with you about in this episode. And the title of this one is Trapped Broker to Freedom Broker. And hopefully that's got you uh, curious, to say the least, because uh, as a lot of you probably know, we work with many mortgage brokers around Australia and New Zealand. We help them grow their businesses. And essentially what we do is we help mortgage professionals grow a mortgage business that runs with or without them. And in the process, they usually uh, grow their loan volume from between uh, between two and 10 times. So we're talking serious growth fast, but also doing it in a way that the business runs with or without them. And we wanted to use a couple of specific case studies, uh, members of ours that have come to us trapped, feeling trapped in their business, trapped in the industry, and really not overly satisfied or happy, and have come out the other end with us after, uh, say, a year or two, and be 100% free to do what they want, like absolute choice to either put their business on autopilot for a while, even sell it, and we're going to use a specific uh, case study of one of our members, which is exciting. So, Ash, let's have a quick chat about helping trapped brokers become freedom brokers, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, Simon as a, a case study as well. Fantastic intro there, James. And look, I really love this case study, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell listeners why. Um, Simon uh, came to us um, a, a year ago, a little bit more, with a very clear intent that, you know, I, I think my time in the industry is limited. Uh, I've loved it. I've had success, but I'm trapped in the business and I want to see what else life might hold for me. So that was his position when he came to us. So the, the, the journey from there to where he is now, which is essentially his business is on autopilot. He's done everything we coached him to do. He's been a great action taker. Um, he's followed guidelines. He's asked good questions. He's, he, he's got things done. And then the result of that is he's now got a business that effectively works with or without him. Awesome, awesome outcome. But I guess the real distinction with Simon is that from that platform of a business that works with or without him, he's made his specific choice, which is I'm going to up stumps and I'm going to take my family on a road trip for a year. Now, that's a pretty awesome outcome, pretty damn awesome that I'm now free. I've got a business that generates revenue without me writing loans that I can go away from and travel the country, this amazing country of Australia, and 
see what life holds for myself and my family. He's a youngish guy. Um, for anyone listening, I think Simon's sort of late thirties, maybe early forties. A uh, couple of young kids. Um, you know, quite a quite uh, similar to what I guess a lot of people's situation would be. Um, and he's got to this outcome, this platform, this pivot point, where whatever he wanted to do, he's able to do. And this is really the key point that I want to make is where Simon came from to where he is, is what we do with everybody. And I, I truly believe it's the, the sort of the primary aspiration of most mortgage professionals is to take what they're really good at, which is solving people's problems, writing loans, fixing things and, and helping people build wealth through to a point where that business can continue on or they can sell or they can hire someone to run it or they can keep doing what they're doing or they can expand it, expand it, you know, um, ex- pursue their ambition or they can do what Simon's doing and that is leave someone to run it while I disappear for a year, essentially. Um, but with the systems and processes he's got, he can still check in if he wants to. So that's a pretty amazing outcome, don't you think, Jones? Oh, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And a lot of our listeners may or may not feel trapped. Maybe they don't even realize they're a little bit trapped in their business as a trapped broker because we know, Ash, a lot of brokers can't really take good time off and real holidays without either business grinding to a halt or even uh, breaking while they're away or worse, taking the work and the phone with them, which is what most do. Um, But there's also the element of being trapped. Okay, maybe you can't take as much time off. That's one element. What about trapped because you don't actually enjoy what you do or you don't enjoy all of those aspects because you're busy doing everything in the business and you probably only enjoy 10 or 20% of it. So there's the enjoyment factor in terms of being trapped. And then, of course, there's the choice. Well, unless you have a business that runs with or without you that can help customers, settle loans, when whether you are there or not, you really don't have absolute choice. Uh, whether If you love the business, great, keep working in the business. But if you want to take a week or a month or a year off, you've got that choice. And I think that is a very, very rare thing to have absolute choice in a mortgage business. So there's lots of ways brokers can be trapped. And I'm guessing each of our listeners you know at some level uh, what that is for you. But let's share briefly, Ash, um, obviously Simon's one amazing case study. Uh, We've got others similar to it, but maybe just break down for our listeners how someone like Simon has gone from being trapped to now essentially as a business that runs with or without him. So what are some of the key things that Simon did along that journey and others that we've helped like him. Let's just outline a few things that our trapped broker listener friends can do to become freedom brokers too. Yeah, sure, James. It's a really important question and um, I've got an interesting anecdote to add at the end of this um, question as well about Simon. But it started where it always starts, which is, okay, what do I need to get out of my head and into what we call systemization. And, and, and where do I do that? So it's getting out of my head, onto paper, and into what you might want to call a platform or a structure that somebody else can run if I'm not there. Like, I'm not talking about a system that's partly built on a 
Excel sheet and a notes in a paper and a couple of reminders and some diary notes. I'm talking about a properly systemized task orientated business. That was step number one. Step number two, okay. Now, what specialized skill do I need to bring into the business to free up more of my time? That was a step number two. Step number three was how do I now add reliability or predictability to the inflows of opportunities? And in Simon's case, he's well known in his community, got referrals, uh, had partnerships, had a database, um, did some did some marketing. So he had multiple forms of leads um, that he needed to build process, system, order, um, efficiency too. So he wasn't running around saying yes to everybody and spending, you know, two thirds of his time just giving value to prospects without converting them into customers. So that was a very important step to, you know, for him to move away from spending all of his time, you know, with, with you know, maybe, maybe not clients to only spending his time with people that showed a true intent to proceed. And then the last one, number four, once he built that team and system and process and predictability of inflows um, according to the plans that worked for him, which was to generate a certain level of profit that he could step away from writing loans, the, the we, you know, myself and the team here at 10X worked with Simon to set it up to a point where he wanted to test if his machine would break. So he hasn't just arrived at this point where, okay, you know, overnight, bang, now I'm going to go away for a year. It's like, okay, I want to test if this works. So he took a month off and, and he got back from that month off about, well, a few weeks ago. And guess what? His his business tried to break. You know, I think he had a staff member leave. He had some problems with clients servicing out, uh, not servicing, uh, speed of servicing is probably how I'd describe it, you know, with the slowness of lender responses at the moment. So all of these things occurred in his business, which listeners are probably thinking, well, yeah, that's every day of my life. Well, guess what? Simon was only on the phone three or four times in the whole month, was away with his wife and kids, and the business solved those problems. He had the right people in the right roles operating to the right systems and knowing what to do, but they didn't need to constantly call in the firefighter, which is what I would call a lot of brokers, you know. Every time there's a little spot fire, the broker's got to step in and put out the fire. Simon built a business where people were empowered and authorised to put out the fires themselves. So the business didn't break for that month, which gave him and us great confidence that now we could progress to going away for a year. So that was the sort of the one, two, three, four step that we took Simon through and that he's at right now. That's awesome. Um, and obviously the key step at the start is probably be- even before your step one, it would have been recognizing that there is an outcome that he wanted. Rec- oh, and yeah. Also at the same time, recognizing that he's probably not going to be able to achieve that outcome with on his own in terms of he sought out the advice from someone that knew how to execute what he wanted. So recognizing what he wanted, asking for help to how to get there. And then as you outlined, this is actually what we did, you know, got it out of his head, added skills and team, scalable lead flow, sorted out time, stress tested the business 
and essentially arrived at now a self-managing company, um, which is yep. gives him ultimate freedom. So, you know, that's pretty consistent stuff that we do with our members, you know, whether we tell listeners, whether we share a case study of a broker that's gone from 3 million to 15 million or 1 million to 8 million, we've got lots of those case studies through to trapped to free. It's it's pretty much the same story. Figure out what you want, get some help, build a process, a system and some team, and then make sure it works with or without you. Um, because that's that key, I think the key step there that most miss, Ash, I love that you brought that up, is around stress testing the business and allowing it to break and self-correct. Because if the key broker or person needs to be called upon every time something goes wrong, it's still only 80% there. And that's that final key test, isn't it? You know, you can have a great business that works maybe with or without you for a week or two, but to be able to go away for a year, like that everything needs to be able to run, like problems need to be solved, challenges need to be overcome, you know. Um, you know, a, a referral partner could leave, a staff member could leave, and you can't just suddenly call up, you know, Simon in this case and say, come back, we need you. It's not an option. It needs to be self-managing and self-correcting, self-problem solving. And that's, I guess, the ultimate goal in, in business is to get there. And it's pretty amazing to see that he achieved that with our help. Yeah, he, he is one of my favourites. I mean, we love all of our members and they're all our favourites, like asking somebody their favourite child. You've got to be careful, right? But Simon's uh, success story is one of my favourites because you're right. We we worked out exactly where he wanted to be and what he needed to do to get there. And one of the key things I want to add too is we worked out with Simon exactly the sort of cash flow and the volume of loans and the way they needed to be processed in his business in order to generate a profit margin that Simon was happy with. And I want to really make this point. I think a lot of, hopefully there's a real aha here for a lot of listeners is a lot of brokers, are, you know, their income's dependent on them writing loans and keeping all the commission for themselves, essentially, or, or you know, not having to pay another broker a big chunk of the commission to write the loan. So we worked out with Simon, what is the volumes that need to flow through your business and at what margin in order for you to generate the monthly income that you want without you having to touch a loan. That was a really, really, because that drove every other decision. It drove the decisions about what staff, what skill set, what process, what type of lead flow, uh, what type of internal loan um, writer or broker was needed in the business. So all of those things came into sharp focus off the back of the clarity and certainty of what he wanted to achieve. So I think there's a really big lesson there for anybody, even if you're not crystal clear about what you might do when you have a business that doesn't need you, is the process to get there is the same. Right? There's no, there, This is the thing, and I, people think there's some sort of rocket science or, or un, never-before-seen genius. And look, hey, James, we'd all like to sit here, wouldn't we, mate, and say, hey, we've got some genius that's uh, never been seen before in the world and I think the truth is that we have a combined set of experiences and knowledge and um, proof 
that there is a specific and particular way to go about building a mortgage business that works. The bit that's different is the individual involved in the process, and that is um, as different as there are um, days in the year. There's, there's everyone's slightly different, and that's the importance of, I guess, having a process that you can follow that works, but also having the freedom and flexibility to customise it to your own particular you know, um, outcome that you want. Hundred percent, and I can't can't wait to see what happens with uh, Simon and a number of other m- members that have gone from trapped to essentially hundred percent free to do whatever they want in terms of choice with their business. And it's uh, along with uh, doing big volumes and big numbers. This is probably the the thing that actually gets me the most excited is seeing uh, brokers not just uh, build the numbers, but build an asset that they can walk away from if they choose. That's the ultimate goal, not just to build bigger numbers. So um, hopefully our listeners have enjoyed this short case study. And uh, obviously, if if you want to grow your business, if you feel trapped, if you want those sorts of results that our clients get, then make sure you jump on and join us at and one of our upcoming workshops. We've got resources and tools at brokerworkshop.com as well as uh, you can even book in for a quick 10-minute chat with my team to see if we might be able to help you get results like this too. So feel free to go and do that over at brokerworkshop.com as well. And uh, we'll be putting more case studies on this podcast, Ash, because uh, they're great uh, examples of what to do, how to do it, and the fact that this actually works. So uh, it's a pleasure to talk about Simon's case study. And, uh, yeah, do you have any final words about this one, Ash? Uh, only to uh, reiterate uh, for anyone listening, I hope it's really, really clear that, one, we absolutely love what we do. And the reason we love what we do is case studies exactly like Simon and others that we have spoken about and more that we will share in the coming episodes, James. I'm, I'm really thrilled. Even that's what drives me um, is the, the process of coaching I love, but it's actually getting these amazing outcomes that um, for individual people where they get what they want, that's absolutely amazing. I love it. It is. It is. Well, uh, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this case study episode and uh, looking forward to seeing you next time. Please rate and comment and join us on social media. Uh, Join the conversation. And uh, Ash, as always, have an awesome week. Looking forward to catching up next week. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.